Good morning. My name is Sue Penny. I am a worship associate at this wonderful Unitarian Universalist Congregation of the South Fork. And I'd like to welcome everyone here. This is our animal blessing. And so I know we have visitors today. We have our animal friends who will be introduced later in the service. But do we have any other visitors who would like to introduce themselves this morning? <laughs> they just can't wait. Okay. So we hope everyone will stay for the hospitality time after the service and uh, the dogs can get to know each other too during the hospitality hour. Uh, and um, this is a shared ministry. Our minister, interim minister, the Reverend Nancy Arnold is with us today, Nancy. Uh, Nancy offers about half of our services during the month, and the other half are created by the worship associates. And this is one of those services this morning. We're so happy to have Nancy Remkes with us. She's back from some travels in her first fall of retirement, and we're lucky to get her pinned down for this service. So thank you for being here, Nancy. I also want to thank ahead of time Pat, Tuna, Marty, <laughs> Jamie, and the kids. So you'll see the announcements printed in the order of service. Do I know they're all going to settle down during the prelude, but um, we're trying to get the announcements done first. Um, the announcements uh, for the week and upcoming events are printed in the insert. Do any of these need to be called out or have we missed any? Nancy. devices in worship mode. We will begin our worship together. Good morning, everyone. For our prelude to 
to sing together Bill Sanis' A Place in the Choir. And the refrain is in, on the sheets that you receive. So if you know it all, please sing it all or just join in on the refrain. Perfect for today.
Welcome to all our brothers and sisters gathered here today. The words for lighting the chalice are printed in the order of service. We have our uh, usual chalice lighter fin ready to light the candle. Please join together. Glory be to the earth and the wind. Glory be to the sun and the rain. Glory be to animals and children and women and men. Glory be to our holy flame, which calls us together as one. Our opening hymn is number 38, Morning Has Broken. Please stand in body or spirit, and Nancy will play just a beginning and we'll join right in. to it. And I was drawn to 
you the creator, which was the curriculum used last year with the kids. Um, I was, this is the curriculum where they worked on their own creativity and found links to spirituality and creativity and our religion. So um, one of the first sessions was about creation stories. Um, they call it cosmogony. Cosmogony is the study of the creation of the universe. And myth is a traditional story. So they uh, had in this lesson ideas about creation myths. And they found out that there are lots of creation stories. This is something studied over centuries. Volumes are written about it. It's a whole lecture series. And we just pick out three for you this morning. Brief little creation stories. Uh, they, uh, interestingly enough, go into categories. There are so many of them. Some of the categories are creation from chaos, creation by earth divers. We have one of those this morning. Creation by supreme being, creation through emergence, creation by world parents. So I thought those were pretty interesting categories. And um, we want to ponder how we all got here, how humans got here, how our animal friends that are with us today and animals that help us live uh, better lives. So we're going to start with a creation story that's going to sound very familiar to you, but is actually from the Islam tradition. So Jamie is going to come up and read this brief little story, see how familiar it sounds, and the kids are going to help with it. The consensus among Muslim scholars is that the process of creation took six days to create the earth, the mountains, to bless the earth, and to measure its sustenance, and the heavens and the stars. The Quran states that God created the world and the cosmos, made all the creatures from water, those that walk, swim, crawl, and fly on the face of the earth. He made the angels, and the sun, and the moon, and the stars to dwell in the universe. He poured the rain down in torrents, and broke up the soil to bring forth the corn, the grapes, and other vegetation, the olive and the palm, the fruit trees and the grass. God molded clay, earth, sand, and water into the model of a man. He breathed life and power into it, and it immediately sprang to life. <laughs> and this first man was called Adam. God took Adam to live in paradise. God taught Adam the names of all the creatures, then commanded all the angels to bow down before Adam. All of them bowed, but Lucifer refused to obey. 
And so it goes right down to Adam and Eve disobeying. Thank you, guys. So, yes, that's the same Christian, Judeo-Christian story that we are all familiar with. Now, Margie has one for us. This is an Earth Diver story. This comes from the Cherokee Indian tradition. And the Cherokee Indian feel like the Earth is a large, large floating island surrounded by the sea. And it's hung from the sky, from cords from all directions, the cardinal directions, north, south, east, and west. And the grandchild of Beaver was curious about what was underneath the sky realm and what was underneath the water. And his grandchild, the beetle, came down and scurried across the water and couldn't find a place to rest. So he decided to dive down under the water and he brought up some mud from under the water. And the mud expanded and expanded and expanded and that created the earth. Well, the other sky animals were curious about the new earth, and they wanted to go down and see what it was all about. So first they sent the birds. They sent a big buzzard, and the buzzard dove down, and flew and flew and flew, and finally his arms, his wings became tired. And as they became tired, it dipped into the soft mud and made crevices in the earth, creating the mountains and the valleys. Well, they waited and waited, and then they decided that the earth was dry. And so the other animals wanted to go down and see what the new earth was all about. So they went down, and they discovered it was dark. So they went back up, and they brought the sun down and put it in an east-west track. Well. That was fine, except they found out that the, the crawfish got sunburned and scorched. And so they put the sun up higher and higher until it was at an acceptable level. The Cherokees feel like some of the animal characteristics came about in this way. For example, the animals were told and the plants were told to stay awake for seven days and seven nights. Well, not all the animals could do that. Only animals like the owl and the panther were able to stay awake that long. And so the owl and the panther and other nighttime animals were given the gift of sight at night, and they were able to prey on the other animals. And not all of the trees could stay awake that long either. The spruce could, the cedar could, the pine could, the laurel could, but the other trees that couldn't lost their leaves, and so they leave they drop their leaves every winter. And so the story goes. Thank you, Margie. And our last cosmogonic myth is one about creation from chaos that will be told by Pat and Tuna. This is from China, and it's at least 2,500 years old, this story. Um, in the beginning, 
there was nothing except chaos. And over 18,000 years, very slowly a cosmic egg formed. And inside of it, yin and yang came into balance. And at the very end of that period, the egg cracked and out came Pangu, a hairy giant. And the very first thing that he did was take his axe and separate yin and yang. Thank you. And the yang, the light, the energetic became the sky. And the heavy, the earth, the heavy became, well, the yin became the earth, the heavy. But Pangu had to stand there and keep them separate. And so every day, he pushed the sky up and the earth down. And as he pushed the sky up, it grew 10 feet every day. And as he pushed the earth down, it grew 10 feet thicker every day. And Pangu grew 10 feet every day. He had animal helpers. He had the turtle that gave shape to the world. He had the dragon that flew in the heavens. He had the phoenix that started the cycles of life and death and rebirth. And he had the quillin, kind of like a Chinese unicorn, who knew right from wrong, good from evil. And they all helped him create this world. And at the end of 18,000 more years, Pangu was very tired. His beard had turned white. And he lay upon the earth, and he died. And from his last breath came the wind. And the moisture in that breath became the clouds and the mist. His left eye became the sun, and his right eye became the moon. And his long white beard became the Milky Way. His blood became the rivers. His sweat became the rain. His bones became the minerals in the earth. And his flesh became the fertile earth above. And his hairy body became the trees and all the bushes and all the growing things. His bone marrow became the diamond. And at the very end, the fleas all over his body became the animals carried on the wind all over the world. At that point, get my cheat sheet for a second. At that point, Nuwa, the goddess, took over the guardianship of the world. And she saw that one thing was missing a creature that would stand between heaven and earth and connect them. And so she began to make these little figures out of clay. And they would be standing between heaven and earth and be both spirit and matter. But they weren't standing up straight. And so she attached each one to a golden thread to the heavens 
that they could stand, and she called them humans. And so the humans stand, guardians now of the earth and the animals, between the sky and the earth, energy and matter, yin and yang. by the miracle of life and the beauty around us and the ingenious thinking of human beings. Pretty amazing. And next year maybe we'll pick something that doesn't freak the dogs out <laughs> as much as our sound. So thank you all. At this time in our service, we like to uh, share with each other the joys, sorrows, hopes uh, that we live with. And I will bring the microphone around. You can speak directly in it so all can hear. Uh, and please say your name. And uh, would one of the boys like to light the candle? This may be a good time if um, our cat friends want to be called out. Um, would you like to share about? I know Myrna and Jean both both brought photos of their cats. Cats get a little bit short-shifted during this animal blessing because they're not quite as mobile as our dogs. So. This is my cat, Liza. She's now 17 years old. She came from the animal shelter. She's doing well, but she has to have a thyroid pill every morning. The silly cat purrs when I give her the pill.
We will receive our morning offering now. There are many ways that we give to the congregation. I know there'll be a number of people that give by staying after the service and helping Ken with the work around the building. Um, and one other way are the baskets that go around. They are for the support of the congregation. The helping hand bowl in the back is for not-for-profits, as Carol has just announced, um, and split also with the minister's discretionary fund. So we will have our morning offering now, and Nancy will provide her offering of music. Yeah. 
into a time of meditation by getting comfortable in your chairs. Both feet can be on the floor. You can close your eyes or look down. And your hands can be just comfortable on your lap or relaxed on your legs. Forest Church, a well-known Unitarian Universalist minister and friend of this congregation, wrote in his book, Love and Death, about how we think so much about the time after our death, but we don't think nearly as much about the time before we were born. What is that nothingness before we're born? Let's try together to focus on the idea of nothingness. The absence of anything and everything, including self. Now try to imagine creation. What do you see? What do you believe about the beginning of the universe? leave our rational thinking for a moment to hear these words from John O'Donohue. Nearer to the earth's heart, deeper within its silence, animals know this world in a way we never will. We who are distanced and distracted by the parade of bright windows, thought opens. Their seamless presence is not fractured thus. Stranded between time gone and time emerging, we manage seldom to be where we are. Whereas they are always looking out from the here and now. May we learn to return and rest in the beauty of animal being. Learn to lean low, leave our locked minds, and with freed senses feel the earth breathing with us. 
May we enter into lightness of spirit and slip frequently into the feel of the wild. Let the clear silence of our animal being cleanse our hearts of corrosive words. May we learn to walk upon the earth with all their confidence and clear-eyed stillness so that our minds might be baptized in the name of the wind and the light and the rain. Let us hold the silence together.
Thank you. 
our closing hymn uh, song, Celia says.
person next to you, hand to hand, hand on shoulder. While I say these words by Max Poots. Let us pray to the God who holds us in the hollow of his hands. To the God who holds us in the curve of her arms. To the God whose flesh is the flesh of hills and hummingbirds and angleworms. Whose skin is the color of an old black woman and a young white man. And the color of the leopard and the grizzly bear and the green grass snake whose hair is like the aurora borealis, rainbows, waterfalls, and a spider's web, whose eyes sometimes shine like the evening star, and then like fireflies, and then again like an open wound, whose touch is both the touch of life and the touch of death, and whose name is everyone's and also mine. Thank you and amen. And our final song, Under One Sky. Margie has agreed to join me in singing this stuff. There's an echo part and also a sign language part that we're going to invite you to join if you have one hand for your leash. So.